Morning has turned to afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. But the grind carries on. Not just the grind physically, but the grind mentally. The Midday Grind, featuring a couple of TV jockeys who've also been through the radio wars. <laughs> serious? Martin Kilcoin. I was a little lit, so I was saying whatever I wanted. And Charlie Marlowe. Our top story tonight, John Jay will be back tomorrow. Here's him getting a hit in 2012. It's the Midday Grind on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. And welcome back. Midday Grind. Kick it off the noon hour here. Martin Kilcoin going till 1 o'clock. Chuck Marlowe on some TMA duty, I think, for the rest of the week. Uh, Charles in charge in the morning as opposed to here on the noon hour. We're going to talk with Andy Strickland, our Wednesday visit, talking hockey. Blues are playing the Ducks tonight. Final game of what's considered the first half. Of course, they're beyond the 41 games, but facing the Ducks in Anaheim. And then, really a massive break. Do you realize the Blues next home game is February 9th. February 9th. Their next game after tonight is another week and a half. So the Blues are about to shut it down. Billikens, as mentioned, we talked to Rammer. They're playing at Duquesne, 7 o'clock Central. Missouri at Arkansas, the Mike Anderson game, that sort of lost its luster. We used to get all worked up over that. Nobody really cares about that part anymore. Tigers on the road. And then you've got Illinois right here on 5 Down the Fan at home hosting Wisconsin. And the Badgers have been improving. They just knocked off Michigan the other day. There's your slate for tonight. Time for Strick on our Wednesday visit. Not at the rink. Although, wait, I'd take it back. You could be at a rink somewhere in St. Louis. First off, I don't you know, really appreciate you kicking me out of the studio this week, Mark. <laughs> we gotta, we got to address that. We have a off. special guest okay. in studio coming up here in a little bit, and I said to save Andy on gas, because I know you like to watch the dollar, I said we'll, just, we, we'll save him some gas. That's all. Who's the special guest? We have Ish Smith, who was the former president at Greenville University, and then he helped bring – baseball to the olympics he flew to cuba and met with fidel castro had a fascinating life in the baseball world we're going to talk wow, to him in that. just a little bit to that. we you know we didn't bump you just because the blues are back to being disappointing again but maybe we might in the future we'll see <laughs> blues had some momentum going and then they played that game monday had a 2-0 lead and of course they lost there's been a lot of those this year what did you take away out of monday's game uh, i thought it was one of the worst losses of the year i gotta be honest with you um you know, there's been some other bad ones you could point to for sure over the course of the first half of the season. There's been lots of them early on. I mean, how many times have we seen this team have a 2 nothing lead and lose? But, you know, this is even worse, Martin, because this team has finally started to turn things around. You, you look at where they're positioned right now in the standings. I mean, you could make the case that they're certainly among the teams that are in a playoff chase and, and, and in a playoff race. And, you know, when you're in a playoff race and you have the luxury of facing a team that's actually below you in the standings, you got to find a way to win that game, especially when you have a 2 nothing lead. I don't care if it's at home, if it's on the road. This team's the better when they're on the road. Um, but there's really no excuse to lose that game, especially in the fashion that they did. That was uh, got to be heartbreaking for this team, how they respond tonight against another team that's been struggling is going to be interesting to see. And the question of the night, every night, who's in goal? Chris Kerber on earlier said he wouldn't even venture a guess. He said, every time I guess, I'm wrong. He said, you could probably make the, 
He said you could make the case for either starting, but he said if we're up to him, he'd go back to Bennington at this point. What did you see out of Bennington on Monday, and what do you think Barubi does tonight? Um, Bennington was fine for me. Uh, you know, you had some breakdowns defensively, some mistakes that cost them. Um, you look at the late first period goal, which allowed L.A. to you know cut the lead in half. I mean, he made some huge saves. I mean, there were some point blank, blank opportunities that L.A. had where he came up big and made some real big saves. And it wouldn't shock me at all if Jordan Bennington is back in there tonight. Um, you know, conventional wisdom would suggest maybe that Jake Allen would get the start because there's two road games on this road trip, and maybe each goaltender gets one game. Maybe that was the plan coming in. But I will tell you this. I just talked to somebody a few minutes ago who said he believes that Jordan Bennington is going to start tonight. There's no official word on that, and there won't be until Craig Berube skates or talks after the morning skate, and they're on the West Coast, so that's not going to happen for a little bit here. Um, but I'm being told that it sounds like Jordan Bennington will get the start. That is not confirmed, and would it shock me if Jake Allen was in there? It wouldn't shock me at all, but that's what I'm hearing as of, uh, you know, 10 minutes ago. How about a little buzz that you got Saturday at the game? Dexter Fowler was there in the midst of all of the Chris Bryant hoopla and Yadier Molina smacking back with his Instagram thoughts. You actually talked to Fowler uh, at the game. Tell me, did you walk up to him? Like, I'm sure he knew who you were, of course. But how did that conversation play out? <laughs> I'm like, what up, Dex? What's going on, man? That's your guy. Stuff, man. Chris, Chris Bryant's talking craziness um, out of Chicago, and, and we were just chatting it up, and then all of a sudden he said, look, man, he just texted me just now, and he showed me his phone, and sure enough, Chris Bryant texted him and said, look, you know, he kind of went like, uh, you know, we've heard some media people, but look, you're my friend, you're my friend, I didn't mean it, I didn't mean it. You know, he kind of went that direction. <laughs> <laughs> he said, hey, hopefully the boys will settle down. Please let the boys know I wasn't trying to get them all riled up. I'm sorry. That wasn't my intention. And he made the impression that he was kind of goaded into making the comments. But I went back and watched the video. I don't think he was goaded into saying anything. I mean, he voluntarily said it. Um, yeah, if anything, he brought it up, which is fine. It doesn't matter. It's not a big deal. It's kind of yeah, fun yeah. to talk about. But that's kind of weird if he acts like he was goaded. Correct. And, you know, so he made the apology. I don't think Dexter Fowler, I mean, Dexter Fowler, I, I will say that he felt like the comments were a little bit crazy and, and that Brian was crazy for making comments like that public. Um, but, you know, he got the apology. I think he passed that along to a number of teammates. I don't know if it's going to make any difference or not. I mean, to be honest with you, I talked to a few Cardinal players who were at the game. In fact, in fact, I had Paul DeYoung, uh, you know, on our broadcast during the Blues game. He was there watching his first ever game here in St. Louis at the Enterprise Center. I think Fowler had been to one other game before in the past. And, um, you know, they let me hang out for a little while there in the suite. There were a couple of other Cardinal players who were in there, too. And I, I really didn't get the impression they were too worked up about it, got to be honest with you. I think, I think that's fair. All right, hockey-related, but not entirely. Patrick Berglund is somebody, obviously, I wasn't a big fan of, the lack of production, et cetera. But then the more you hear about what took place once they traded him to Buffalo, uh, some stuff that was written, he's made some comments since he got back home to Sweden. I mean, ultimately, quit hockey because he was so depressed. Is it just because of the trade from St. Louis to Buffalo, or were, was he kind of down before that? What What's your read on that situation, which is – Beyond sad, but also really surreal yeah. when he walked away from tons of money. He walked away from a bunch of money, but I'll never forget when he signed his previous contract with the Blues and his agent telling me at the time that um, 
Patrick Berglund is the last person that's concerned about the money. I mean, it stands out like it was yesterday. And he said he never expected to make this much money, so it wasn't about trying to chase extra money or taking his game into free agency in an effort to, you know, get a bigger contract. Patrick Berglund was very, was very comfortable here, and we've seen that in a number of different situations with St. Louis, St. Louis athletes. I, I think St. Louis is a very comfortable place to play. I don't care if you're a baseball player, hockey player, um, if you play for Vachon basketball, the other professional team that we have here in St. Louis. Uh, you're very, very comfortable here in St. Louis. And, you know, Patrick Berglund had a lot of teammates who he, you know, essentially grew up with. He came here at a very young age. A number of those guys have moved on, namely T.J. Oshie. But we have some mutual friends here in town who he's very, very tight with. And I said to Patrick Berglund during the course of the summer, I said I couldn't believe that he was still here in town in late August and early September. I was like, are you ever going to go to Buffalo and, and, you know, get there? And he was not too eager to go. Um, Now, he had in his contract where, you know, he could submit a list of teams that he would not accept a trade to. And all the information that a number of people have gathered, including myself, is that his agent did not submit that no-trade list to Doug Armstrong by the July 1st deadline, which allowed Army to move him to a city like Buffalo, which he didn't want to go to in the first place, and obviously he was unhappy once he got there. Um, I don't think he had a great relationship with the coaching staff there. Uh, Davis Payne is on that staff. He was a former head coach here in St. Louis, and I'm not exactly uh, sure they had the best of relationship. Um, You know, Patrick Bergman in the past would say things like, you know, when he had his shoulder injury and, you know, having to step away from the game as long as he did, I think that reignited his love and passion for the game at that time because I think he had lost it. And I think now he goes to Buffalo where he's not comfortable with his surroundings, doesn't like the role that he has on the team. And I think once again, he lost his passion for the game of hockey. Now, is he dealing with some uh, issues internally? Um, some depression issues and and other issues that you hope he gets taken care of. It certainly sounds like uh, he's dealing with those. In fact, people close to him here in St. Louis said he was dealing with some of those issues while he was here, and they escalated once he left and felt a little bit isolated in Buffalo. He's single. He doesn't have kids. He's never been married. Um, So, you know, when you're on an island, and and I thought his comments there when he said, hey, it doesn't matter how much money you make, money doesn't make you happy. And that's cliche. We've heard that over and over from people who have a lot of money. But it's obviously true, and it's not always about how much money you make. Money isn't automatically going to make you happy. And in the case of Patrick Berglund, he was unhappy, and he took it upon himself to leave the team and to go back to Sweden. Now, He's been skiing in the Alps. He's been hanging out in Austria. I think it sounds like he's gotten a little bit of help. Maybe more help is on the way. I'm not exactly sure what direction he's going to go in. I've texted with him uh, since he's left the Buffalo Sabres, and hopefully we'll have an opportunity to talk to him um, in a long-form interview before too long. And The people here in St. Louis can hear directly from Patrick Bergman and hear his voice, and I'm efforting that as we speak. And in terms of being down and out, I wonder how much of it was if I'd only gotten the stupid paperwork in or my agent get the st- – like that's got to just haunt you. If you go to Buffalo, you don't want to be there, whether it's the team, the coaching, the city, whatever. You'd had to be thinking every day, if I'd only submitted the stupid paper. That had to be a big yeah. trigger in terms of being just really upset about the whole situation. 
And I think it was part of it. But, you know, there's people there inside that dressing room who he knows. You know, Carter Hutton is there, who he obviously played with. Um, you know, there's some Swedes who are on the team. You know, it's not like he and Tage Thompson go way back. Tage Thompson's a young player and just entered the organization not too long ago. Um, but we see players get moved all the time. And, you know, that adjustment and that transition to a new organization and a new city and a new life, ultimately, um, can be difficult for people. But rarely do we see it get to this extent or to this level. And that's where I think he's got some pers- personal issues uh, that he's dealing with. And, you know, he just hope, you know, you hope he gets those taken care of. Because I will say this about Patrick Bergwin. I, I know everyone, you know, listen, you evaluate him as a hockey player, and I get that. Not everyone gets to know him on a personal basis. If I had my list of top ten players that I've covered here in St. Louis, and I've been covering the Blues now for 20 seasons on a daily basis, he would make my top ten. He is one of my favorite people to ever come through here. And so on a personal note, on a personal level, you really feel for the guy because he is a great person. He's a happy-go-lucky guy, very funny. Um, but you just wonder, people who are funny on the outside aren't necessarily feeling great inside. So we hope Patrick Berglin obviously gets the help that he needs. Very interesting. Strick, thanks for checking in. We'll hear on the Slop Friday on remote. In fact, we'll be at the Schnooks and Arnold, and I'm sure you'll have your updated draft board for Frank to break down Drew Locke. Well, you know, I, well, I'll have it for you for sure. I'm, listen, I'm paying closer attention to the Senior Bowl than anybody else here in town. But you got, you got 100 uh, reasons to do so, $100. $100, and I got a lot of people on my staff who are there who are giving me live updates. And you know I love Arnold, so I'll be bringing my A game on Friday. Looking forward to it. All right, that's Andy Strickland, Fox Sports Midwest, a hockey analyst, also the host of Hockey Sense every Friday at 4 o'clock, coming to you live. From Schneider Strick, we'll talk to you. I'll uh, see you on Friday. Looking forward to it. Thanks, guys. All right, Andy Strickland checking in with us again. Yes, Schnooks on Friday from ten until one. Part of our world tour of the area Schnooks, and they're also going to be busy this weekend as a primary sponsor of the seventeenth annual St. Louis Food and Wine that is presented by Schnooks. Be a part of the largest international food and wine show in the Midwest. It's at St. Louis Union Station. Schnooks certified specialist of wine. The Cicerones are there. Remember, we met the Cicerones. They know their wine. That's what you can do is not only sample the wine, but maybe ask the experts a question or two. Also, 700 different wines total from all over the world. Plus, a portion of the proceeds are going to benefit the Repertory Theater of St. Louis. Tickets on sale, stlfoodandwine.com. stlfoodandwine.com. It's all weekend. It's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the 25th, 26th, 27th at Union Station, Come discover new flavors with family and friends. St. Louis Food and Wine, presented by Schnucks. Again, stlfoodandwine.com. When we come back, the amazing life, a guy from Texas ends up in Greenville, Illinois, and then travels the world. His story next. Each time you leave, because darling, I'm a nightmare dressed like a daydream. So it's going to be forever.